we're making a recording, so uh, it's all going to be on record, and uh, the record is going to be distributed by uh, Open Land community. So uh, yeah, we're focusing on actually recording instead of live talk here. So yeah, you can kick it off from this point and we'll start. Um, so Elk Academy um, is a language school, right? And our module education plus love equals knowledge um, is something that really started um, from Phaedra and his process as he crossed from Russia into the United States and started to try to um, build his own business here. And so he really realized um, that the education process was all about individualizing it to the needs of each student. And we found that one of the biggest things that was holding Russians up specifically was this idea of communication, right? And communication being different than learning a language. So all the time we have students that come to us and they say, you know, I've studied the grammar for years. I, I can read in English, I can watch movies, but when it comes to really getting out there um, as a business person, networking and making connections, I find that to be really difficult. Um, and so we developed our entire system of communication and really helping people to either immigrate to the United States, do business um, kind of in the West in general, and to really develop who they are as professionals. Um, so one of the biggest questions that we get from people is really, how do we start, right? How do I overcome this huge fear of speaking in English and trying to rep represent myself as not just an individual, but to be the voice of my company? Um, and it turns out it's a lot easier than people think <laughs> um, because when it comes to communication, what you say is really not nearly as important as how you say it, right? So for us, um, we really push this idea of projecting confidence. Um, and does that, does that make sense? Do, do I have? Yeah, totally. I've heard I've heard those facts that like uh, when you're speaking, only seven percent of what you say actually matters. In fact, 55% is uh, how you say it and uh, like 30 something percent is uh, in your pitch and stuff like that. So it's not about what you say, it's about how you say. So yeah, it's, it makes a lot of sense. Right. Guys, also, can, sorry, can you hear me now? Yeah. It's Fyodor. Yeah. Oh, cool, perfect. Yeah, uh, I think I was just muted. Yeah, oh. I'm with you. <laughs> cool, cool, cool. <laughs> yeah. um, so, Definitely, right? Very little has to do with the actual vocabulary, right? And people are constantly getting inside of their own head. And so they, they really put a wall in front of themselves and the world that they want to communicate with because they say, I don't know everything that there is to know about English. I don't have perfect grammar. I can't use the past perfect tense. And so they really have a tendency to shut down. Um, we find with Eastern Europeans, especially when your language skills aren't developed as much, you tend to go into monosyllabic responses, right? No, I don't like that. 
Uh, yeah, that we, what we uh, encountered uh, with some CEOs of the companies that we work with, uh, they would just, you know, in order not to show that they might be lacking grammar, uh, you know, uh, knowledge, they would just respond in really short sentences. Uh, but that, you know, forgetting that it's not just about the grammar, but also about the cultural thing. And you have to be polite. Yeah, you have to uh, not just say directly answer the question, but, you know, add a little soul to that, right? Right? Yeah, absolutely. That's true. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. So we really um, promote this idea, specifically if you're in person, if you're at a, a conference with investors, if you're trying to make connections in a room. Um, I believe in three main things to start the conversation. Um, one is to take a deep breath. <laughs> so you want to fill your lungs up with air as you're walking up to the group and then slowly release that breath. Uh, this is going to do a couple of things for you. Number one, taking a slow, deep breath always calms you down, right? Just like through meditation. Um, but secondly, and more importantly, is when you fill up your chest with air, you're pushing your shoulders back and you're presenting a stronger front. You look a little taller you look more confident, right? So really coming at people with these big shoulders has a way of projecting yourself as a leader. So nothing to do with English, right? Just fill your lungs up with air, slowly let the air out, and then you'll be ready to take your next breath and Guys, start can I can I comment on that? Yeah, sure. Um, yeah, there's a really cool TED Talk uh, by Amy. Uh, I don't remember her name, but she's a really famous uh, psychologist. And that is called Your Body Language uh, Shapes Who You Are. And in this talk, she the basically the bottom line idea is that, you know, oftentimes we feel a certain way and then our body reacts to that feeling. Yeah, we uh, kind of get small, you know, when we're not confident, etc. But what she's doing, she's saying like by shifting it, but actually by, uh, you know, uh, opening up and taking a strong, powerful uh, position uh, actually wires your psyche, you know, your emotions to also, uh, you know, uh, for you, this makes you more confident, you know, just uh, it's kind of fake it till you make it kind of thing, you know. Oh, yeah, exactly. This one. Yeah. Yeah. It's a really good one. And, you know, it might seem uh, not obvious, but, you know, they're big time psychologists and they do the research and we can trust that. Yeah, so we've shared the link. Uh, thank you, Leah Shu, for know your name. Thanks for sharing the link so everyone can view it later on after we're done with the yeah, conversation wow. here. Oh, great job, yeah. Right, yes, cool, thank cool. you. Thank you for sharing. Yeah, Amanda, back to back to the second yeah. thing, I guess. So the second thing, um, and but again, nothing to do with English, smile. Right? Uh -huh. Um Eastern Europeans are famous for not smiling, right? Um, so definitely you want to make sure that you're smiling, that you're projecting warmth towards other people, right? You're looking them in the eye and you look eager to talk to them, right? So this is really basics. And then when it comes to approaching the conversation, you want to make sure that you're not starting with your pitch, right? Everyone feels when That's they go to one. a conference, they have to immediately sell themselves, right? 
force them on to other people. Listen to me, I have really great ideas. I'm really important. Ugh, right? Nobody wants to hear your pitch first thing out of the gate. Much more important than forcing yours ideas onto other people is to start with finding connections. The best way to find connections are to ask open-ended questions. You want to make sure that you are showing interest in the other person, that you are finding where the two of you can build something into the future. Right. I like to think of networking um, a little bit like dating in the business sense. Mm. Right. If you and I were to go on a first date and I said, oh, my God, Constantine, I think we need to get married. We need to have babies. Come home and meet my mom tonight. <laughs> you would say. I'm down. I'm down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Amanda, we're all down. Right. You're I great. don't think it's going to work out. <laughs> in fact, I don't think my husband would appreciate that. Um, <laughs> right. So you definitely want to make sure in this dating scale, right, that we're not coming on too strong, right? You don't want to present people with your 10-year business plan. You don't want to start to talk figures, numbers, right? You want to hold off on that and just find common ground. Right? And the best way to do that is always with open-ended questions. So what's an open-ended question? It's a question where the other person cannot respond with yes or no, right? You don't want simple one word answers. Questions like, what do you do? Oh, I'm a software engineer. Indeed. What do you do? And the answer is yes. <laughs> I do. <laughs> this is not the way to get a person talking, right? The way to get the other person talking Oh, is man. to start with questions like, tell me what type of technology you're excited about today. Tell me what interesting things are you and your company doing? What brings you to this conference? What are you interested in getting out of this experience? Right? Inviting the other person to tell a story allows for you to learn about that person this for me, I think it's so hard, right? When you're starting out in networking because you're used to coming into it, giving your pitch, memorizing who it is that you are, what your company does, and just forcing that onto the other person. But instead of doing that, right, you have to sit back a little bit and try to learn about the person that you're standing across from. So find those commonalities, find th that common ground that you have, and especially you want to say yes whenever you can to the other person, right? In improv, we teach the idea of yes and, right? Whatever the person throws at you, you want to see if you can spin that into something positive. So this is something we work with a lot in class. Um, but it doesn't matter if the person says to you something like, I'm a really big soccer fan. I really love soccer. What about you? Let's say you don't like soccer. <laughs> then you don't want to come back and say, no, I hate it. I think all sports are terrible. Right? Coming back with that negative response really kills the conversation. It makes me feel stupid for even bringing up the subject. And I don't want to feel stupid. So the best thing you can do is you can say, you know, I really haven't been interested in soccer up until recently. But 
we just had the World Cup in Russia, and that was really exciting to see all of the things that happened, the cities celebrating together. It was really fun, right? Talking about something that's somewhat related to soccer without full on saying, yes, I 100% agree with you, I love soccer, right? That's just as good of a connection and so much better than going, no, I hate it. So you want to see where you can find common ground with people. And it's really great if this common ground has nothing to do with business. Right? Not everything has to be setting up with the goal of getting investment, moving people into your office space. Right? Sometimes networking has to just be about finding who are the people in the room that you want to grab a beer with later. You know, guys, I, I had just this uh, metaphor in mind that I want to share that, you know, uh, there's tennis and there's badminton. And in tennis, you you know, when you serve the ball, you want to, you know, serve so hard that the person doesn't get it. But the way I was playing badminton when I was uh, little, you know, you just try to hold it together uh, as long as you can, you know, passing to each other and holding this. And I think this is what small talk is all about, you know, uh, like sustaining this, uh, uh, you know, holding this in the air together as long as you can, you know, and making it easy for the other one uh, to, you know, pass it back to you. Do you know what I'm saying? Does it make sense? Yeah, it does. It does. Uh -huh. Pretty good metaphor, to be honest. Yeah, right. And I think one of the things um, that's important to keep in mind is you're passing the ball back and forth. Eastern Europeans generally like to go pretty serious, pretty fast, which means that they hold on to the ball for a really long time. When we're talking from the American perspectives, Americans are bored incredibly quickly, which means that we like to pass the ball back and forth much faster. Mm -hmm. So you can't get into really big, serious concepts, and you shouldn't, right? This is just our first date. We're not getting married yet. So pass the ball back and forth, and don't get caught up in the minutia of your business plan. Really important to keep that in mind. You've got to pass back and forth, and when you're not holding the ball, you need to make sure that you're ready to receive it you need to be an active listener. That means of, aha, uh -huh, yeah, me too. That's so cool. That reminds me of, right? All of these phrases, all of these nodding alongs helps to encourage your partner. And that shows that you understand and you're excited about them. People like people that compliment them, that say nice things about them. And even smiling at the other person, it's like a compliment, right? When you smile at me, when you look me in the eye, I feel prettier. I feel mm -hmm. more confident. I feel more intelligent, right? So with your eyes, you can say, oh, Amanda, you're so pretty. Thank you. I'll take that. <laughs> I'll hold on to that. So this is really important, right? We're finding common ground and we're finding positive ways to compliment the other person. Does that make sense? Yeah, totally. Absolutely. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. I feel like I've been talking quite a bit. So should we open this up for any questions?
Yeah, yeah, totally. We'll, uh, guys, we're going in blocks. Let's say uh, Amanda talks for like 15 minutes. Then, as she says, she passes the ball on to the audience. So if you have any sort of questions, go on, uh, ask that. Ah, another thing, guys, is that what we can be doing. Uh, people can uh, type questions into the chat, you know, and then we'll be like pausing and looking at the questions and yeah. answering them. That's another that works good too. way right, sure, sure. to be doing that. That's cool. Yeah. So, yeah. Any questions so far? I personally don't have any questions since I live in LA. I've gone through this whole networking thing and learned from my mistakes. So now I'm somewhat good in it, I can say. Yeah. Yeah, that's, and you know, it's like what we preach in Elk uh, so much is this idea of learning by doing. There is no better way to learn something than just actually doing it and you know when people uh come to us and they say oh like you know my grammar is good but i'm really not a good uh speaker so i'm afraid to speak so you know please don't send me to the native uh, uh speaker because you know first i need to uh i don't know get my grammar better but you know the person's real goal is to uh be speaking and you know we always tell them the only way for you to do it is to just do it you know if you want to learn mm -hmm. how to be a better speaker speak if you want to learn how to be a better networker go to events you know yes you will feel stupid in the beginning you know uh, but uh the, it's only this way learning by doing and having a good you know angel behind your back a good instructor you know a good mentor who you can come back to and say wow i think i failed and uh, like failed uh, miserably and then he will say okay what happened you know okay why don't next time why don't you try this and that you know and then you go and then you try it and then you see that you're doing better so this idea of learning by doing is is i think is like one of the core uh, idea behind an effective uh, education and just personal growth. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I totally agree with that. So I think it's so important to put yourself out there um, and to keep in mind that the universe supports you in this, right? I think a lot of people feel really isolated and overwhelmed by the process of going out and giving a presentation or doing a networking event. But it turns out that everyone else that's at that conference wants to gain the exact same experience that you do. There's not a single person in that networking room that came there so that they could make fun of other people, so that they could find out how stupid everyone else is, right? Everyone is there because they have the common goals. So it's something to keep in mind, like the universe is not against you in this process. Um, and then of course, your friends at Elk are always here to support you as well. <laughs> okay, yeah, we got a first question. Uh, so how much time do I need to spend learning small talk? That's from Kirill. Um, like, I'm, I'm pretty sure he means like how much time on average does it take to learn the skill of having a small talk before going into some serious topics and being to support this small conversation? Uh -huh. so, so in general, I would say there, there is no limit, right? We get better and better at this as we do it. Um, and we become more and more confident as we go along. Now at Elk, um, we normally break it down into a matter of four classes of 30 minutes each in order to get the basics of how to introduce yourself as a professional and begin the networking process. So really it's two hours of class. 
um, that kind of helps push you into that realm. Now, that being said, I would expect you to go to many, many conferences over a matter of six months before you actually felt like you had nailed this networking thing. Um, and, you know, we know really important CEOs in the United States who still struggle with this, who still feel uncomfortable when they get outside of their zone of expertise. So it's something to keep in mind that there, there is no limit, right? You can always keep learning and keep getting better at it. Yeah, guys, you know, I, I want to add to that. It's like one of the, in education generally, one of the, you know, most common questions that people ask is like, how long does it take, will it take me, you know, to master my grammar, to get rid of my accent, you know, to learn networking? And, you know, because we are all about individual education, you know, the whole process is centered around you specifically. There's no way to tell without knowing, you know, you without knowing how dedicated you will be, you know, how often you will be doing this and this and that. So I would actually reframe this question and maybe ask, uh, like, if I'm starting from scratch, uh, how soon can I actually go to my first conference and, you know, feel okay? Like, when can I start? And then the answer to this will be, after 30 minutes of, uh, you know, uh, uh, talking to Amanda, you should already start doing it, you know, and you'll be only getting better and better and better. So uh, stop thinking in this framework of, you know, first I need to like learn, 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 learn the theory and only then I need to start uh, doing. This goes hand in hand, this goes together. Does it make sense? Yeah, I think you guys answered the question, so we can move on. Mm -hmm. Yeah, another thing, guys, uh, just to add, uh, like, about these networking events, uh, I don't know if you know, uh, as a founder, uh, and I, I first moved to Boston, and then I moved to New York, so in Boston, they have this venture cafe that is, like, this, uh, you know, really famous networking thing, and then I always felt so weird uh, getting there, because it's, it's like this world and to, uh, you know, the room, 200 people and everyone like keeps coming up to each other with this question, like, what do you do? And, you know, and I'm like, wow, this is really weird. But then I started thinking about it as like a computer game, you know, it's the it's the it's a little game where it doesn't work. Uh, to the rules of the, you know, uh, real world outside. Usually in the subway and, the, you know, streets, people don't just come up to each other asking like, oh, what do you do? You know, tell me about what you're doing. Uh, no, this is like a very specific, uh, you know, game that everyone is playing. And in this game, the rules are so that everyone wants to make, you know, new contacts and network. So it's totally fine to you know come up to a person and the the other person will not think that you know you're stupid and like why are you even talking to me you know because this is the game that everyone uh there is playing and then you can you know make your little like own uh rules say okay like by the end of this game today i have to you know come up to like 15 people whatever uh or i can say orange uh you know in conversation with uh, someone you know like uh, really playing with it not taking it 100 seriously i think that's really helps you to you know be relaxed and then more open and then you actually make more contacts this way uh amanda would you agree yeah that's that's a good addition. <laughs> 
Yeah, for sure. And I would keep oh, in yeah. mind what Faye just saying about like, this is one type of small talk, right? This networking thing. Um, but keep in mind that there's multiple types of small talk. And this is incredibly important in American business culture. We do small talk at the beginning of every meeting. We do small talk at the beginning of most email chains. Um, so it is something that you have to master on multiple levels. Um, but in networking specifically, right, it is a different type of game. It's a bit of a, a different beast. So one of the things that I think has been really helpful to a lot of students is this idea of putting a cup in your hand. So when you walk into a networking event, a lot of people immediately try to go up and communicate with other people in the room. I think this is a terrible idea. I think the first thing you should do at every networking event is go to the bar. Yeah, get drunk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so gen generally That's speaking, right. there's like a coffee table laid out or there's an open bar. Um, and you know, I really don't care. If you wanna have wine, have wine. If you wanna have water, have water. It makes no difference to me. Um, although I will say a little bit of alcohol never hurt anybody to loosen up their tongue. Um, but this is going to do a couple of things for you. The first thing it's going to do is while you walk over to the bar and you order your drink, you can look around and survey the room. This is important because you want to look for open pairs. That means people that are facing one another one another directly, if they square their shoulders to one another, then they're really interested in the conversation. If they're standing a little bit more open, where they're not, then they're more inviting to other people joining their conversation. So you wanna look for those open pairs and find who looks like an interesting person for you to go talk to. So this gives you a lot of time to survey the room and make sure that you have a game plan and it will help to calm you down a little bit. The second reason is when you join a conversation, you don't want to interrupt the conversation, right? Other people are already talking, they're discussing cryptocurrency and you wanna make sure that you don't jump in and start talking about, I don't know, what's happening in Ruby on Rails these days. Nobody cares, right? So you want to make sure that you're stepping back and you're listening to their conversation and finding out where you fit into that. And if you're just standing listening to people and you have nothing in your hands, you look a little awkward. So get a drink in your hand, right? It will make you look like you naturally fit into this parting setting. The third reason, and I think the most important reason, is people are going to ask you questions in English and sometimes you need an extra second to process that complicated question. So what do you do? You take a sip. Take a sip of your drink, buy yourself an extra 10 seconds and start off with, oh, you know, that's a really hard question. I've never thought about that before. And then you bought yourself a little bit of extra time to process into English. Does that make sense? Yeah, totally, totally. So 
I highly, highly recommend the use of alcohol, although you don't have to, <laughs> you don't have to use it. Um, so the last thing that, um, that I really wanted to talk to you guys about today is this idea of giving your pitch, right? The idea of expressing who it is that you are as a professional. So we talked about open questions before, right? This idea of inviting people in to tell a story. When you talk about yourself, you also want to present multiple different paths for people to walk down. What I mean by that is that you need to hit different highlights about what it is that you do that could interest different people in different fields. This is going to change every single time you say it. Do not memorize your pitch. What you do need to do is you need to learn who you are. You need to think about yourself and your company a lot. And you need to think about what makes you different and special. So for example, if someone were to ask me, Amanda, what do you do, right? The most common question in a networking situation. My answer would be, I'm a teacher. But you're probably imagining me teaching mathematics to 10 year olds, mm -hmm. and that's not what I do. So number one, that's misleading. And number two, okay, you're a teacher, who cares? But if you said, Amanda, what do you do? And I said, I'm a communications teacher. I focus on helping Russian software developers with communication skills to help increase their business in the United States. I generally work on Zoom with professionals who have already immigrated or looking to immigrate. And then I give them multiple different options to go from there. Sometimes if I'm feeling political, I'll make a joke and I'll say something like, uh, I recently helped them to manipulate the election for Donald Trump, right? <laughs> I never knew you'd do this, Amanda. <laughs> well, of course I do. That's what people think of Russian software developers, right? <laughs> That's true. <laughs> so I'll, I'll make a joke like that. And then if somebody wants to talk politics, I'm more than open to talk politics. I happen to love them. Um, so that's an option that I can go from there. If I'm talking to another mother, I'll say something about, I love this job because I set my own hours. And so I can go pick up my daughter from school. It's amazing. And then we'll go on to a more personal conversation about families, work-life balance, something like that. Um, Sometimes I'll talk about the fact that most of my classes are one-on-one. -on -one. I love doing that because then I really get to know my students. They'll ask me about my favorite students. We'll move the conversation on from there. So every single time I give my pitch, I change the answer. There's always a different road for them to take down if they choose to. So I'm giving them four or five options to move the conversation forward. Questions four. about this? Uh, so I'm just going to unmute myself because be, I've, I've been the person who has just been sending uh, all those messages. Um, so, well, first of all, I am a Russian software engineer. 
so I'm like the target audience and so far it's been very useful. So thanks for that. Um, uh, what was I going to say? All right. So I'm just he, he definitely need some while, help with know? communication skills. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Oh yeah, that's right. I wanted to ask, um, like, do you usually get like a push? What type of pushback do you get from people who um, are your customers? Like, say, I'm again, like as I described, I'm basically like your ideal, I guess, customer. But uh, just as Constantine, I've been going to like a lot of networking events recently in the U.S., so I kind of like got used to uh, like a lot of the problems and kind of like you know, went uh, through the common problems, like jumping straight to the subject, blah, 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 like figure that doesn't really work. The conversation is not sustainable. But what do people tell you? Um, like, is, is there sometimes like a pushback from people who say that no small talk is like bullshit? I'm not, uh, I, I don't play like that, you know, something like this. Does that ever happen? I'm just interested. And like, how do you handle that? Yeah, let me like I I can say from my perspective, and then Amanda, maybe you're from your perspective, right? Uh, sure. I think especially a Eastern European uh, situation, and you know our uh, you know Russian or Ukrainian or Belarusian uh, soul and the depth uh, is uh, really something that is actually is uh, you know it exists and it's available and you can really bring in uh, a lot. And also there's another quality that we have, uh, you know, we are pirates. We are disruptors. Like we, we always fight the like the status quo, and uh, you know this is of course coming from history, yeah, where we have to like resist the government and like all these things all the time. So we really like to break. Uh, uh, I don't say to break the law, but like to, to break the, the, you know, the way things are. So like whenever we tell someone that, yes, like there are some rules for small talk or there are some rules, like there are some issues, sensitive issues that you maybe don't want to talk about. The mm -hmm. first reaction is immediately to challenge that and to say like, you know, kind of an abuse, you know, I am my own person. And, you know, and the truth uh, to me, the truth is always in the middle. You do have to learn to hold yourself back a little bit and be interested in other people. Now, one of the biggest criticisms that I get from students is, you know, I don't care about small talk because I'm real, right? I only care about what's important and I want to get down to business and, and be honest about things. And while I understand that that's the ultimate goal, right? It's like Faye just said, this this idea of dating is incredibly important. You cannot put all your cards on the table from the beginning. It scares people off. So that's something to keep in mind. Um, the second thing that I hear from students a lot is this idea like, I don't want to compliment people. I don't want to say that I have things in common with people if it's not true. And my answer to that is, great, don't. I want you to be authentic. It is really, really important that you are not lying to people, that you're not putting on this extra face and pretending to like people that you don't like. That being said, the whole reason that we're communicating with one another is because we're trying to make a connection. So you do have to reach your hand out a little bit to the other person and help them along the way. 
just like you would expect me to make exceptions for you in speaking English. If you use the wrong vocabulary word, I'm not going to correct you. If you make a grammar mistake, I'm not going to tell you that what you did was idiotic, right? I'm not going to put you down, so you cannot think that it's okay to put the other person down. We're here to build each other up. We're here to make important connections. So look for authentic ways that you can compliment the other person. Look for things that you really do want to have in common with this person. Don't just come into the conversation looking to say no. Does that make sense? Amen, Amanda. <laughs> <laughs> so I, re I really do think that you have to also realize that you're overcoming a bit of a stigma coming from this perspective as an Eastern European, right? Americans have this idea of these really grumpy guys who survived the cold winter only to come over to the United States and tell us how bad we are, right? So you've got to put on that extra smile. You've got to tr make that handshake extra long, extra strong. Look people in the ideas, show them that you're interested in them and they'll be just as interested back. So um, I know it's a lot to take in and I will say if, if any of this is confusing for you, you're always more than welcome to send me questions um, here on Open Land um, or at Elk Academy. But keep in mind, this is just the first steps. There's so much more to small talk and there's so much more to persuading people, right? To winning them over. But this is just the beginning. Yeah, someone is saying that he is downloading Tinder back, uh, probably meaning that, <laughs> you know, it's a good way to practice. And I can tell you guys that uh, like whatever works for you, go with it, you know. Tinder, I remember that I uh, created a profile on Bumble uh, and I said that, you know, I, while I was traveling and I just like said that, hey guys, this is not about hookups. I'm actually interested in finding new interesting, uh, you know, uh, open-minded people to become uh, teachers in uh, Elk Academy, you know, in my language school. And I actually met my German teacher. <laughs> this way because she couldn't believe that like i'm doing it you know then we went on a you know date uh, but which was not a date which was a like professional uh, meeting then and you know now she's teaching she's one of the uh, greatest teachers that we have so what you know yeah experiment uh again as i said uh, play with it you know uh that's the best way uh, hi hi everyone yeah hi yeah, can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, perfect. Yeah, great. May I ask a question? Sure, sure, go for it. Sure, cool. Yeah, my name is Dmitry and I'm a founder from Russia. So I've got uh, this question. So I've got a startup in very specific industry. It's a weapon industry. And pretty often when I talk to people, I can't just to reveal whether they don't uh, know uh, some specific exact uh, things about my industry or the, or they just not interested in this and the question is how in a very quick way to understand if people just don't uh, don't understand your industry and to help them to reveal their interest or they just not 
or they just don't like uh, your the topic you're talking about, stuff like that. Thanks. Oh yeah, Dmitry. I, again, I will start and then pass it to Amanda. Uh, I'm I'm giving like a little bit of this Eastern European, sure. yeah, but in uh, America already perspective. Uh, this is really confusing. That's a great question because you feel, uh, and I was like uh, joking about it with my friends who are Russian founders. Like in America, whatever idea you pitch to people, they say, "Great, it's amazing. <laughs> yes. Go for it." Just like you know, this is amazing. And then you know, you you're talking to this investor you know and then they're like say, they're saying like yeah that's great like amazing okay and then they never follow up you know with your they like they don't respond to your emails and they're like what was that you know uh yeah so, yeah so uh, totally amanda uh, i it's really interesting to see what's your uh, take you know on that i mean that's very true right so Americans like to be positive, which is why you need to be positive too. Um, and so we're not good at addressing the negative concepts of something. Um, we tend not to do that, at least not in the beginning, um, not at face value. So the way you can kind of figure out um, how interested a person is, is really by how specific they are. So, you know, when you hang out with friends and it comes to the end of the night and everyone says, hey, this was great. We should do it again sometime. <laughs> You're never going to see each other again. The relationship <laughs> is done. <laughs> it's over. Uh, so right. But if someone says, hey, this was really great. I, I super enjoyed it. You know, there's a festival next Friday. I'm not sure if you can make it, but I'm thinking of going. Maybe we can meet up there. Right. Then you're automatically looking at your calendar, you're setting a date, you're making it happen. So the more specific people are, the more interested they are. That's not true, not only with setting dates in the future, but how specific are their questions, right? How much are they getting in to the minutia of what it is that you're saying? Wow, yeah. Amanda, I'm snapping my fingers. <laughs> such a brilliant uh, answer to this question. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, great. You That's a good, a good answer. Good, good question, Dima. I will also say to keep in mind, you don't want to push everything at them from the beginning. So we call this the yes ladder. And this is the idea of getting people to commit to little yeses, and that will help them to move on towards bigger yeses in the future. So don't push your whole idea at them the first time you meet them. Get them to come to coffee with you a week from today then okay. get them to have a meeting right push them forward yeah. slowly thanks you bet yeah while someone else uh, is formulating their question one thing uh amanda again it's really interesting uh to like to know what you take on this is perspective uh it's it's one thing is to start the conversation in the small talk mode you know and then you're like dancing together and passing and passing and passing but that at some point you can kind of feel the conversation you know the game Endo. becoming a little tiring for both of you how do you exit you know uh beautifully uh because i i feel like this is something that i'm still uh you know uh, i'm still figuring out because you don't want to be rude you know uh but you also feel like okay this is uh we're down here and also you know being so connected and then disconnect uh, straight away uh and then when you see each other you're like okay like i talked to you already uh you know next like this uh is so uncomfortable sometimes so do you have any tips and tips for that? 
For sure. Um, this is a huge part of it, right? In order to seal the deal, you need to make sure that you're walking away at the right time and you're walking away with the right information. Um, so number one, I would say you need to keep the situation, you need to keep this conversation short. We are at a networking event, which means that we are only supposed to talk to each other for a short amount of time. And then we're expected to work the room and talk to other people. The longer I stay with you, the less interesting I seem. Why doesn't anybody else want to come over and talk to me? Right? So if I stay with you too long, my ideas become less and less exciting. Therefore, you need to make the connection, see that the other person really is interested, exchange information, business cards, um, LinkedIn accounts, whatever it is that you're doing to connect make a plan for the future. And then the best thing you can do is be honest with the person. And that is to say, this has been such a pleasure speaking with you today. I'm really excited to hear more about your project, but I know that you and I are both interested in making contacts. So why don't we go together and join another conversation? What's gonna happen is the two of you are gonna walk up to another group of two people. Naturally, the conversation is going to split off into two new groups. So this way you're inviting the other person along, you're not leaving them, but you're letting them know that you've made that connection and you're ready to move on. Now, this is an advanced skill. It is not something that everyone will feel comfortable with from the beginning. So it is possible to make an excuse um, you know, I've got a call from my boss, I've got to go check on something, but then you're literally pulling yourself out of the networking opportunity because you do have to go take that call, right? So try to do this if at all possible. And keep in mind that in networking, just like dating, you have to kiss a lot of frogs, Ooh. right? <laughs> so it is very possible you are going to go to a conference, you're going to start talking to somebody, and there's no connection. It's just not working out. So it is completely acceptable for you to say, you know what, this has been really interesting. I'm so glad to have learned a little bit more about what you're doing with your company and Kubernetes, um, but I'm more uh, here to learn about the user experience side. So I'm gonna go see if I can find some people who are more interested in the front end, but thanks for your time. You know, if you can follow that up by letting him know the contact of someone else who might be interested, even better. But don't be afraid to tell people this connection just isn't right. Yeah, guys, all this time I was thinking about the, the book that I uh, actually, me and Ali, our pronunciation uh, teacher was uh, reading together and there's just so much wisdom and good practical advice in it in terms of communication that is called a charisma myth how anyone can master the art of science of personal magnetism it just like breaks down uh, i think a lot of the things that we were talking about and you know gives really uh, great scientific and uh, evidence and then practical advice so uh just if you are interested in this uh listen to this book it's really uh, useful for sure, this is not a new science. We're not teaching anything groundbreaking here, right?
So although sometimes the way you put things is well, sounds pretty groundbreaking to me. I have to say it does. It, it sounds pretty interesting, even to me, the person who's pretty good at networking. I would say. Yeah. So yeah, um, I think we'll wrap it up here since the time comes. Uh, so thanks a lot, Amanda, for coming in. Fair. Thank you for that. Um, and thank you for everyone for joining us today and enjoying the the, the talk. We'll uh, distribute the uh, audio version after we work on it a little bit and make it a little bit shorter, cutting out some parts so everyone can enjoy it too. So yeah. And uh, next week we're hosting another conference that will be focused most likely on growth, marketing, and just basically generating revenue, I would say. So yeah, hope to see you all next week and thanks for coming to this one. Yeah, right. for, but, thank yeah, you. Guys, also, um, we are here in the open land. Uh, so um, if listening to this, you have more questions, you know, or you think you want us to speak on something else that is relevant to you, just do reach out, you know, find uh, me and Amanda, uh, send your questions and then we'll uh, talk to uh, Kirill uh, maybe about like doing it again uh, in some time. So whatever, we are there to be helpful uh, for the community. So just uh, reach out. Yeah, thank you All so right, much, yeah. guys. Cool. Thank you. Thank you for joining. Thank you, guys. Yep, thank you. Day.